Hello there, old and new friends. Welcome to Divine Musing, Episode 6, Muzzle the Storm. I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them through the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Eckhart Tolle. Science and space are two aspects of the same thing, the same no thing. They are externalization of inner space and inner silence, which is stillness, the infinitely creative womb of all existence. Space and silence, two of the rarest commodities in life today. I talk with my husband, Joel, about this on a regular basis. I am old enough to remember life without the internet. I remember so vividly the day that my parents put a dial-up computer in their bedroom and I would beg them as often as I possibly could to log on to my AOL Instant Messenger and talk to my friends. I still have AOL to this day. <laughs> um, anyways, my best friends both lived in Canada and it was so amazing to have a way to talk to them more regularly. I got my first cell phone when I was 15 and I had only a hundred minutes to work with and texting wasn't a thing until much later. Then came MySpace and the craziness of having what was essentially a personalized website. In hindsight, I can't believe how many friends that I met on MySpace that I'm still friends with to this day. Honestly, it was a blast. We all thought we were coders, setting up our profiles with music and graphics, and uh, it was so much fun. YouTube was also new, and I loved it so much. I would sit for hours and watch makeup tutorials and music videos and funny videos of cats, and uh, it was just this amazing new world that felt limitless. Um, what's so wild is that I had the idea to do this series all the way back then and convinced myself. Um, I had some help from, you know, some well-meaning people that nobody wanted to hear me talk, um, that I should just stick to singing. But, um, you know, I wonder where my life would be if I had started this then. But, you know, I'm here now and uh, I'm thankful that the Lord redeems the time. Um, <sighs> I think part of me um, was so hesitant about Facebook and Instagram from the start. I just knew that the world was about to open in such a way that made the entire planet shrink to the size of the palm of my hand, and I just wasn't ready. In the days before telephones and telegraphs, before trains and ships and motors, a person's world was so small. Correspondence would take weeks to months to send a great distance, so the majority of people had small groups and circles and towns that they rarely branched outside of. I recently read a study that said, until the invention of the motor and electricity, the average person had the social group of 12 people outside of their family members. 12. Lord, if only 12 people listen to this or my music today, I would feel like an absolute failure. But in those days, those 12 people were your entire world. They knew you and you knew them in ways you could never express through a screen. It's also interesting to me to know that Jesus chose 12 disciples to spend his life with. 
Scripture tells us that after his ascension, those 11, Judas aside, preached the gospel to the known world. I often wonder what those numbers would be like in comparison to today. I say all this to set the stage for today's musing. When Jesus spoke of silence, of space, of peace, of a state of inner settledness, he was working with a very different dynamic than what we are in today. But I feel like his knowing the end from the beginning mind, the principles he taught then would apply to us into the future. The world we live in today is just so loud. (sighs) If someone's not yelling at you in person, they are yelling online or on the news, and it's just so easy to get caught up in the storm of negativity that is fighting for our attention. That storm feeds on the anxiety and the worry and the stress, and before we know it, we find ourselves just throwing up our hands and giving in. Honestly, there are days I can't tell anymore whether I'm in the storm or I am the storm. There are times the winds and the waves roll so high that I forget that the power to bring calm is living on the inside of me. Both Matthew and Mark tell this amazing story of being caught up in a storm on a boat with Jesus. Mark's version goes into it a little bit more in depth. In chapter 4, verse 35, it says, And in the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I love the way the message translation says in the back half of verse 39, the wind ran out of breath, the sea became smooth as glass. I was having a conversation a few weeks ago with my dear friend and intercessor, Ramona. She is full of so much revelation pertaining to scripture and prayer, and we try to catch up every couple of months on what divine has been speaking to us. We were talking about the peace of Jesus and she brought up this story and she made this really amazing statement. She said, what if the disciples just put the punctuation in the wrong place? She went on to say that Jesus as the son of God would have had the same power to say, let there be as the father did. What if in that moment, Jesus didn't say, peace be still, but if all he said was peace be, period. Then stillness was the result of that let there be moment, the same way as it was in the beginning when God said, light be and light was. Is it that simple for us to look into the storm and say, peace be, and for stillness to be forced to come to pass? The Greek word that was translated here into be still literally means to close the mouth with a muzzle to stop the mouth, to make speechless, reduced to silence, to be kept in check. 
Jesus showed us by his perfect example what it means to take the storm by the mouth and muzzle it, not by yelling or screaming into the fury, but by rendering it speechless with two words, peace be. As believers, we should all be familiar with Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I love the way that that verse is translated in the Cotton Patch Version. It says, Having considered that I've died, I now enjoy a second existence, which is simply Jesus using my body. If you are in a place where the storms of life seem deafening and unbeatable, if the world has become too small and the noise is too great, if you long for peace and space that can be found through the voice of Christ living on the inside, then why don't we pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to earth to show us the way, the way to speak, the way to declare, the way to be. Meet me in my frailties and help me to access your creative life within and the courage to look the storms of life in the eye and bring them into submission. Let peace flow from my lips like honey and bring restoration and hope. Let the courage of Christ flood over me like oil. Awaken in me the reality of Christ on the inside and help me to walk in his footsteps and speak with his authority. I surrender to the crucifixion of my own flesh and desires in order to dance in the joy of resurrection life living through me. Let this inside on the outside reflection be so great that when people look in my eyes, they see the eyes of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with this quote from one of the journals of Anais Nin. The monster I kill every day is the monster of realism. The monster who attacks me every day is destruction. Out of the duel comes the transformation. I turn destruction into creation over and over again. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.